Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide. And this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned. Hello. Greetings, my brother. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good, good, good. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you. Right. Wow. I'm ready this when is, uh, you are, my brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. See, it, uh, it's a it's a it's a uh, conversation. So we are already talking. So <laughs> <laughs> wow. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. I can't complain. Yeah, New York. New York, New York. Yeah. So you say you live in a uh, Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yep. sorry, your your team uh, in the NFL didn't. Yeah, we lost. Well at, man. Uh, <laughs> we lost to the Bengals, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know what will happen. Yeah, man, me neither. The team man. because it seems uh, it's uh, underachieving in the playoffs. Right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we get there next year. We'll see. Well, I mean, uh, Cincinnati is not going anywhere. <laughs> I know. So they came and sat right next to us, too. So it doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Emmanuel. Yeah. See, like I told you when I talked to you, uh, I love history. Yeah. Uh, my father studied history. He taught uh history in uh, high school okay uh-huh. uh, before he went to the cop- copper side okay right. so because my father taught European history I love European history and I read a lot of it in fact behind me I have series of European history books now uh-huh. I've at- attempted not get me don't get me wrong i, I also read uh, african history but yeah it's i haven't been able to get an solid overview yeah okay of our african history okay mm-hmm. so you are a historian yeah a African historian. Okay, yes. so please, 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 my brother. Uh, what I want us to do here is to for you to enlighten me and my audience about maybe some misconceptions. Uh, I, can't, I can't even pronounce the word. I can't, some some uh, yes, 
yeah. in our African history. Because, yeah, I've, I know there are some, okay? Mm-hmm. But I, 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 maybe because I'm Euro, Euro, Eurocentric in my, in my thinking, right. uh, I, might, I might debate someone with you. <laughs> That's okay. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So, my brother, see, just do this for me. Introduce yourself to my audience, even though we have started talking, and uh, let's go from there. My name is African historian Emmanuel Kulu. Yeah. Uh, born in Buffalo, New York. Born of son Emmanuel Kulu Sr., who played for the Indomitable Lions in Cameroon. Yes. And Teddy Kulu. Uh, who was a uh, principal at Stanley Mikowski right here in Buffalo, New York. All right. All right. So, see, like I said, just give us an overview. Yeah. Yeah. You know, African history has been misrepresented, especially in the Western world curriculum. Um, You're talking about thousands of years of African history Mm. that has been degraded that has been minimized okay that has been completely excluded from our curriculum um you're talking about just an overview yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 large so just an overview it's a large overview exactly you know, and, for me, and for me to get into uh everything it'd yeah. be a lot but i can yeah. get into some of the great kingdoms of course so yeah. i'm going to start with ancient Egypt, which was known as ancient Kemet. Okay. Land of the Blacks. Um, This was a Black African civilization. There's no doubt about it. Um, This civilization is said to have started around 3200 BC, um, as well as another civilization that possibly preceded that was Kush, the Kush Empire, which is modern day Sudan. It expanded from Sudan all the way down into uh, modern day, close to modern day um, Somalia to this very okay. day. Um, then you had the land of Punt. Um, you also had Abensinia. Mm. You had Aksum. You had the Zulu kingdom. Yeah. You had great Zimbabwe. You had the kingdom of Mali. You had the, the kingdom of uh, the Ashanti kingdom. Uh, you had the Benin kingdom. Yeah. Um, you had the Yoruba uh, kingdom. Uh, you had the kingdom of uh, Carthage who went to war with the Roman Empire. Um, so we can go all over. Yeah. Um, it's it's so much great history um, uh, that we're not taught about. The Dogon tribe. Is so, it's so much yeah. that I would be remiss to just name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just to name a few of the major ones that yeah. we've on the major square, as well as the great kingdom of the Congo. I can't forget about the great kingdom yeah. of the Congo. We get a lot of our, our resources from Congo, the rubber. The, the diamonds, the gold, the coltan. The coltan is what we use in our cell phones to bounce off the satellites. Yeah. Uh, the cobalt, a lot of these things. And then we can also talk about the African resources, my brother. I mean, we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Our central um, history was in Africa and spread from there out. Yeah. Yeah. T- tell me, tell me. You see, I study science, okay, and uh, I listened to your tech uh, tech talk uh, presentation. Yeah, uh, I was also I I was associated uh, uh, with uh, 
Jehovah's Witnesses for, for, for maybe 10 years. So, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But I'm a, I'm a scientist, okay, in thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I don't believe, I know uh, we evolved. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I don't doubt that uh, Egypt was a black civilization. And I, I don't doubt at all. Okay. Right. But one thing is this. Why do historians and people doubt it is? What, what's, what's the issue? Well, the reason why, my brother, is if you essentially say that ancient Egypt is, was a Black African civilization, yeah. you are saying that every civilization that followed and copied a little bit from Egypt mm-hmm. learned from Black Africans. Yeah. And that's not what Western Common Core curriculum or Eurocentrism wants to be known. The ancient Greeks constantly gave reverence to the ancient Egyptians. The ancient Romans constantly gave reverence to the Egyptians. The Babylonians, all of these people that followed always gave reference to learning from ancient Egypt. Yeah. Even down to the very, this very day between the UK as well as the United States of America to this very day. If you turn around the U.S. dollar, you can see the, the symbol of the eye of Horus on top of the pyramid. The pyramid obviously comes from Egypt as well, which represents enlightenment. Yeah. So, again, even the U.S. seal is very similar to the, the eagle of Horus. So these things all have ancient connections back to Egypt. So, again, if we're saying that in America they want to, wanted to enslave Africans in 1619, they could not allow Africans to know that they'd had a significant history that was eventually copied by uh, nations that we, that are, are powerful nations to do, that we see today. Wow. See, I, I, I tend to think that just like many other things that, uh, that we, we think I'm I'm trying to find the right words to to ex, ex, express my 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 thought about about this. Mm-hmm. You see, there are so many things that has happened that is different from what the uh, how do it's a lot so of called, that- so-called experts exactly. Believe. Okay, and, 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 and one of the reasons for that, my brother, is when scholars came into Egypt. Yeah. And you're talking about the 1800s, early, eight, late, mid, eight, late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their first thing that they were doing was looking for resources, gold. Yeah, the, that's, the that's what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were searching for, you know, the things that the pharaohs had, the knowledge that they had. Also trying to uh, decode the Rosetta Stone, Shabaka Stone, Mm. all of these different things. They were trying to figure out the mysteries of ancient Egypt. So the first thing they needed to do was separate Egypt from Africa because they were coming. These scholars were coming from a biblical perspective. Okay. And if they separated Egypt from Africa, then they could say, well, 
this wasn't a black African civilization. This was a Middle Eastern or a white civilization. <laughs> so now essentially they're saying we got our knowledge from ourselves instead of from the people that we're going to enslave. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, this is why a lot of these these things have been whitewashed. And you know what's real important, my brother, to know? Back in the ancient days, people did not separate based off of skin color. Exactly. That's a very modern. Re- very recent. Very yeah. recent. Yep. People separated, as we still see this in, on, on the African continent now, what they call tribalism. People separated based off culture. Yeah, culture. Yeah, exactly. So I dress different. If I worship a different God, if I eat a different food, food. sacred, yeah. or, you know, um, speaking a different language, different language, different celebration, those yeah. things separated us. Yeah. So that would say we can be two black men, right? But we can know that we're from, we're from two different I tribes. Very different, yeah. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the same with the Asiatics, and this is the same with the Europeans. Yeah. It can be of the same tribe. I mean, even in fact, in the Middle East, there are so many different people. Yep. Syria, you got the Matani, you got the Kadeshians, you got the Canaanites, you got the Babylonians, you got, you know, the Persians. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have even Greece was considered a part of that Mesopotamian area as yep. well. Mm-hmm. So you have all of these different people not to mention the one, the Arabs, the ones I didn't mention, that were all considered to be, they all look similar, like a family group. But are different. But they are all different. Different. Yeah. And these these nations at times went to war with one another. Oh, yeah. All the time. So um, I think it's important to know that this color thing, it's a new thing. Very new. Very new. Very. See, I'm happy you mentioned that because a lot of young Africans do not actually know that mm-hmm. they think it has always been that way no it's see when europeans first started buying slaves from africa mm-hmm. they, they they didn't do that because they thought africans were less than them exactly okay now the 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 the, the the saying that Africans were less than them just started in the last two centuries, just right. for them to justify enslaving Africans. That was, a, yeah. There was um, there was the Portuguese, yeah, the British when they came in to meet the Benin people of the Great Benin Kingdom, yeah. They when they documented these things, they said that these places were marvels. These places were paradises, according to a lot of European scholars who came into West Africa at that time. So they knew the skill that these people had. Very skilled people, yes. So as Africans conquered other Africans, there was what you called servitude in Africa. Yeah. Which is still a form of slavery, right? Yeah. If I conquered your tribe. It's it's not just a form of slavery. slavery. Right. That's right. It. Let's right. let's live it again. Yeah. yeah. If I conquered your tribe, for example, your tribe would have to serve someone for a time period. Yeah. And they can become a citizen based off their behavior. That's okay? it. This is how African slavery typically worked. So if the Zulu conquers uh, the Abyssinians, the, the 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 Zulu to become a Zulu, 
you have to go through a time of servitude, mm -hmm. okay, in which you would eventually become. After a, a while, they don't integrate themselves into the whole right, right. Society. Yeah. Now, this does not mean that they weren't subject to punishment yeah. or <laughs> some bad treatment because they probably were because they knew they weren't from the same tribe. Right. Yeah. They had to learn the language. They had to be assimilated into the culture. Yeah. So I don't I'm not sure. I don't believe that the Africans who sold the the their 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 uh, their neighbors, their rival tribes yeah. to Americans. I don't believe that they knew the atrocities that would happen in America. Um, as opposed well, to they, 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 of course, they wouldn't know. They would assume that the people they were selling were would be would be treated the same way they treat slaves in their own culture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it was a completely different thing. Mm. Completely different form of slavery, free labor, um, beatings, murders, hangings, lynchings, the raping of women. Uh, so much torture that happened on the, the American soil to slaves um, mm. that I had, I, I believe, I want to believe that the Africans who sold, who participated in the slave trade had no clue, but either way, accountability still needs to be there. Yeah. I mean, yes, they didn't know what happened to the, the slaves they sold, but even the, 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 the enslavement itself in Africa was brutal. So, yeah. so, the, so the, the whole chain of events, capturing, raiding, enslaving, chaining them, and selling them, everything. Well, there is, there is a twofold story to that. Yeah. There is stories of, of brothers and sisters in Ghana who went to the water and disappeared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there were Europeans actually kidnapping Africans as well. Well, so that, let's that's, not... that's let, let's let's get that. That's minimal compared to the the vast number of people. Well, it's 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 it, that's debatable. It's debatable whether it's minimal. Um, it, it's we don't not. know. It, we weren't not. there. We don't know. It could have been. A little <laughs> you know. No. Um, the, but... the point. The point is this. The point is this. At that time, Europeans do not go in inland to capture anybody because they, they will survive. Well, they, they it's, it's documented that that it was happening on the coast of Africa. Uh, okay, coast, yes. Okay. okay, yeah. But now, as far as the masses of what we know, yeah. we know a lot of them were so. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm. Master teacher Kaba Kabane, who's a great African historian, he yeah. says it's very important that we learn, we don't learn episodic history. Mm. Episodic history is just when you hear one perspective yeah. of Black history, where you hear the transatlantic slave trade from uh, 1619 down to the present day is the history of African-American people. No. No. Okay, the history goes back thousands and thousands of years. I just mentioned a lot of the kingdoms. Yeah. And um, we have a lot of our brothers in the UK, a lot of our brothers in the United States who are who are trying to find what tribe they come from. Mm. They don't know. And they, they feel their African identity is lacking because they don't know. And I always tell them this. 
you, my father, he's directly from Cameroon, correct? Yeah. And now, two generations before my father was born, do I know if my family was from there? Or Cameroon, they, yeah, yeah. Did they migrate there? You know, so my people, the Bantu speakers, they are the most migrated people of Africa. Okay. Okay, you're talking about from Western Africa to Eastern Africa to South Africa, mm. okay, to Central Africa. So it's hard to say exactly where your roots would come from. Yeah. Okay. You can know where your father comes from, know where your mother comes from, don't know anywhere. So I, you know how, how I do it, my brother? I say, all of Africa belongs to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the whole, because our people, there was no colonial borders. Mm, yeah, there was no colonial borders. There was kingdom borders, but there were no colonial borders yeah. to where people. I mean, my 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 myself. Uh, we are Igbos, okay. Igbo, okay. Yeah, Igbos uh, in Delta State, Nigeria, okay. Mm. But my 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 ex extended family are linked to the Benin kingdom. Exactly. Okay. I was just going to say that. Now, my, 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 uh, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, his name is actually a Benin name. Mm -hmm. Okay? His first son is a Benin name. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, that's on my, for my, for my father's side. On my mother's side, we come from somewhere I, I, I don't even know. But my exactly. great grandma, my grandma, my grandma, my maternal grandma used to tell us a story about someone, one of our ancestors, who came from Akure. Akure is in the in the western Nigeria, Yoruba. Mm -hmm. So my my lineage is both Benin, Yoruba, mm -hmm. and today I speak Hebrew. <laughs> right. And you know, and you know what? It's very interesting because you understand in that time, Benin was a part of Benin was in Cameroon as well. Ah, okay. And now there's a border between these two uh these two uh, mm. countries. But originally it was one one people, you know. So again. These colonial borders are, are, are what separates a lot of African nations. We've always had multiple tribes, tribe against tribe. Um, always a struggle for power. When the yeah. Sahara Desert dried up, when the Sahara Desert dried up, it caused a lot of problems for African trade. And this is why some African nations thrive more than others yeah. as we look into the AD period. Even the, the term Nigeria comes yeah. from the Niger area or Niger area. Just a, just, just a hundred year yeah. territory, yes. Cameroon means shrimp because we had so much shrimp. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, it's these things we need to know about these names of these kingdoms. Yeah. Because it's, it's very important to who we are. Now, you asked me about um, yes. some books. T yes, I got books. some books, some, some books, book suggestions yeah. for uh, your, your audience here. Yeah. Um, of course, I got to throw out my book. Oh, yes. <laughs> First and foremost. Expected, expected. I, Black Pharaoh, Rise to Power. It now, is on Amazon. That's a, that's right a series, right? 
That is a book a series. series. Yes. Okay. Yes. How, how many books in that series? It's, it's going to be. It's going to be five. Right okay. now, we are on the second one. Okay. So we have the I Black Pharaoh series. It's about Tutmosis the Third and Hatshepsut, the chronicles of these two great pharaohs. Yeah. You got Shab- the Shabaka Stone from Kaba Kabane. You got They Came Before Columbus from Ivan Van Sertma, which talks about the African origins, uh, in, even in America, prior to Christopher Columbus. Okay. Um, you have African uh, or uh, African origin of civilization by yeah. Sheket Diop. Uh, I, I, I have that here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have the miseducation of the Negro. You have the yeah, have, that, have that here too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have the autobiography a biography of Malcolm X. You have some other books that I want to mention that are really okay. Uh, cast by Isabella Wilkerson. It talks about the cast the the, the cast system. Okay. okay. Um, in Africa. Yes, it's in Africa as well. Wow. It's a it's American. It's an African American woman. Yeah. Uh, the phone of Bafut. This is a very good African uh, historian uh, book. Okay. okay. Uh, the one eyed man is king. Okay. This is a very good book. Ah, okay. Okay. You also have Roots, which is a classic. Ah, book. I've I've read. It. Oh, uh, okay. I don't have it here. Yeah. You also have Africa and the discovery of America. Okay. okay. This is this was uh, reintroduced by Dr. John Henry Clark, which is okay. another great African yep. scholar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was written by uh, a botanist named Leo Vier. Very good book. Talks about the different African plants, the bottle gores, the squash, the sweet good potato, good the one. cocoa yam that was found in America before the Spaniards came. My my brother Chester William Ch- Chester Higgins who is uh, one of the New York Times uh, uh, photograph photographers, The Sacred Now. Okay. One of the best photography books of ancient now Valley civilizations okay. ever. All right. And I also have to give a big shout out to my sister, uh, Elizabeth Lobaya of Jamaica. This sister is just- I'm not yelling. Right now. Now. Beautiful book called I'm Not Yelling. This, this, this book's- now, one thing I will tell you, mm. uh, and this is a, this is something that has bothered me. Okay, yes, Africans in diaspora do a lot of work, like like yourself. Okay, yeah, but I have a problem with Africans in Africa doing the kind of work that you're doing. Well, bro, they're bro, not bro. doing. Yeah, they're not doing it. They're very few. And, and let me tell you why. In my trips back home, been to seventeen different countries. In my trips, you have to understand this: the political systems in a lot of the countries do not allow for certain things to be spoken in certain African countries. And you well know this. Okay, there's certain things that if it objects or can can be seated, can uh, can cause some sort of rebellion within the government. These things may not be allowed to happen. This is why a lot of African writers seek um, publishers from the UK and from the United States. One thing about uh, the brothers in the diaspora, we have a more of a measure, measure of freedom or measure of freedom yeah. of speech. Yeah. That some in other countries just may not have the means, may not have the quality to produce it, um, may not be able to mass produce their books. 
may not have access to publishers. All of these things matter. Yeah. All of these things is why I'm not, I'm not going to say that our brothers aren't doing it because a lot no, of no, them- I'm, I'm not saying that they're not, they're not doing anything. They are, but it's limited. I mean, yeah, the, I mean the, the, the mass of Africans are in yeah. Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we need to do more within ourselves on the continent. Absolutely. But that's why it's really important that brothers like yourself, myself, it's important that we start taking trips back home. And, and because the, education may not be there as well. Okay. You know, um, I've, I've talked to, I've been into, um, I did a, a video conference with um, a school in modern day Sudan. Okay. These people are the ancient people, descendants of the ancient people of Kush. One of the greatest African kingdoms. Yeah. And yet you would be amazed how many of them do not know this. You'll be amazed at how many Nigerians don't know what Benin, the Benin kingdom was. Some people know there was Benin. Yeah. That they, were, that they, they was originally called Benin, but they don't know how great the civilization was. You see, that's because of miseducation. That's because of Western Common Core curriculum has overpowered our history. Now, some of us still have our oral traditions and we still try to pass those things along. But a lot of our temples, a lot of our books, a lot of the things that we had to document our history were destroyed when when colonization happened. So it's a lot of things that are contributing to the lack of knowledge back home. And that's why it's really important that we take trips home connect with our brothers, connect with scholars over there that have the means and try to uh, educate as much as we can and assist as much as we can. Now, one thing I, 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 would, I would also add is this. Unfortunately, and this is unfortunate, we don't allow dissent. Okay? And that's exactly what you just, just mentioned about the government's when once they don't want to hear something, nobody nobody can speak it. Otherwise, exactly. they will they, they will land in jail. Now, it goes beyond the government. Okay, even in our society, we are not allowed to dissent. If someone in authority, either parent or someone in, in, the, in the community says something and someone else has a different opinion or mm-hmm. even have more information that doesn't agree with the, the authority speaker, they can say it. Mm-hmm. Now, we need, to, we need these things to change. Otherwise... Yeah we will not be able to build ourselves higher. Yeah, you know, the the number one threat to the CIA in the 1960s was for African-Americans like Dr. King, Malcolm X, to connect, Marcus Garvey, to connect with Africa. The Kwame Nkrumahs, the Patrice Lumumbas, the Gaddafis, the um, the rep- the African revolutionaries, the Nelson Mandela's, it was the number one thing that they could not allow to happen is the diaspora to unite. 
And as we see what happened to most of those leaders, they were either locked in prison or assassinated one way after the other. Mm. So, again, a lot of our powerful leaders on both sides of the, the diaspora never got to build. Now, think about this. Think about when you you're in the UK, right? Yeah. Now, think about this. How many times have someone asked you, did you have lions in your backyard back home? No, it didn't happen. It happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me. And it's a story amongst Africans within America, in the UK, in Canada, more frequently than not. Okay. Because what we are seeing on the television in America about Africa is poverty. Yeah. Is tribalism, is warfare, is sickness, is um, uh, mud huts, no civilization, no electricity, animals. These are the things that we get the view of what Africa is in America. Okay. Now, when we cross over, go to the other side, go back to the continent now. So now you're on the continent. And the media is now painting a different picture. And they're painting the picture of African-American people. Yeah. They're saying they're violent. They're gangsters. They're pimps. They're thugs. They're killers. Do you see what's happening here? Yeah. They are dividing the diaspora through, through media. Okay. And this has led to a diaspora divide amongst Africans on the continent and Africans in America. But somehow we are still the same people. So we have to rid ourselves of these um, colonial borders, so to speak. We have to rid ourselves of the mind frame of that we're um, not the same people dealing with the same issue, fighting against some sort of colonization or oppression of white supremacy. You know, I'll ask you this. The Pan-African movement uh -huh. has been going on for decades. Yeah. It hasn't achieved its goals at all. Uh -huh. Okay. Why? What is the issue stopping it from making progress well number one pan-africanism is political okay it's political okay and, 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 and it's hard to get any type of political traction when you're on two different sides of the globe okay it's hard to get any political traction when one one african nation is ruled by france and the other is ruled by britain it's hard to get any type of political things done when there's colonial borders when you can't fly from one African country to another African country. You have to fly to Europe to fly to another African country. How do you get anything politically done? Politically or economically done? There's no free trade movement within Africa. These things are not done, my brother, by accident. They are not done so there could not be an African uprising against the colonial masters. So this is why these Pan-African movements don't rise. I don't consider myself a Pan-African. Neither do I. I. Consider, I consider myself to be proud to be African. Okay. I'm a proud African. I'm proud of my history. 
But I am under the belief that wise minds think alike and wise minds stick together. So if you and I are on the same wavelength, we're brothers. If we have two different ways of thinking and two different ways of of going about accomplishing our goal, then we're not on the same level. Mm. But if we are, if we're both about changing the narrative, uh, you know, bringing diversity and inclusion into the world and education into the world, we're going to connect more closer. Yeah. Does that not mean that one can't learn from the other? Absolutely. We still can. But for us to be on the same wavelength, we got to have the same mind state. The Berlin Conference. The Berlin Conference is when all of these European nations, Britain, Portugal, Spain, France, Germany, Belgium, they all got together and sat down and said, listen, all the wealth is in Africa. 1884 and 1885. Sat down, not a single African was there. And they said, okay, Spain, you already have troops here. You take this land. France, France, you take this land. And so on and so forth, you take this land, this part of Africa. And they went about carving up Africa like a pie, divided it amongst themselves, what parts they want, and how they would trade amongst each other the African resources. Why did they do this? Because the resource at the time, the 14th, 13th, and 1400s, keep that in your mind. As a very key time when you started to see this white supremacist mentality started to develop. There was a man by the name of Mansa Musa. You ever heard of him? Yeah, sure. Mansa Musa, who was considered to be the richest man of the AD period. Mansa Musa traveled across Egypt and he was giving away millions in gold to the poor. He wasn't giving it to the rich people. He was giving it to the poor. Now think about what this does, my brother. When you think about what an economy is, the economy is the flow of money coming from businesses, rich, wealthy businesses who are owned by rich, wealthy men to the people. You understand? Hmm. That's what an economy is about. Mansa Musa, when he gave away Millions in, of gold to the poor in Egypt. He bankrupt the economy because now the money is not flowing from the rich, wealthy companies. Now the money is flowing within the poor and impoverished people. Okay. So it bankrupt their economy for 12 to 15 years. This news spread throughout the Middle East. And there was an article that was released of this solid, this man holding this gold globe in his hand with a cavalry of thousands of warriors with him on horseback. And this spread within the Arab nations, then spread to Europe. The Europeans at this time, they knew about Europe. I mean, they knew about Egypt because they had already made incursions into Europe. And they knew about Kush because they already had interaction with Kush as well. But they did not know what was happening in Western Africa. Western and Central South Africa just yep. yet. So now as we see 1300s, the Black Death, the bubonic plague, which you're familiar yep. with. Mm-hmm. You know your, your, your centric history. Yep. The Little Ice Age, 
which was the coldest time, which caused crop failure. Many died in Europe because of this. The Black Death killed millions, over 60 million people. Okay, so you got crop failure, Black Death or bubonic plague, whatever you want to call it. And you also have the Hundred Years War between the French and the British. Yeah. So they have internal conflict in Europe, killing each other. They have um, Black Death, coldest time in their history. Crop failure, famine, all of these things happening. This is when you start to see mercenaries get dispersed to Western Africa, Northern Africa, Southern Africa, South India, and even landed in the Caribbean islands and as well as the Americas. These mercenaries' job was to send out these people to go and pillage and subject these lands, subjugate these lands and make them uh, a European nation under them. Find the resources, find the wealth, find the secrets, try to create trade. But the real goal was to manipulate and dominate these African nations. And they started one small African tribe after the other. And then they took care of the, the bigger kingdoms after they took one small tribe after the other. So this is how this started to happen in the 1300s, the 1400s, where Christopher Columbus, Vasco de Gama, and all of these other mercenaries that you hear about who are called explorers, that's what their job was to do, was to go find gold, we'll go find wealth, or to go and find resources and bring them back to Europe, bring I mean, them to the that, That's been what uh, empires have always done in, in yeah. history, you know? From yeah. even even African empires, exactly. That's what they exactly. do when they yeah. go out and see to find new lands to conquer. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And that, but this is where we are today. Yeah, you know, Egypt was a was a nation that was known for doing that. Their Egyptian every, stel- every empire did that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Egypt, Egyptian steles right now in Australia. There are some remnants of steles in South America. Some remnants of steles in um, in uh, the along the Mississippi River. Okay, so and some even say the Grand Canyon. So we know these African people were trading all over the world. You know, so again, um, it's it's really important that we notice history um, in order to really move forward and to build up history. Like I yeah. tell scholars all the time, when I talk about African history, my goal is not to destroy. Uh, European history. Mm. That's it's a part of history. Yeah. All history is a problem. All I'm trying to do is add to the history that we already know. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt European history to say that, hey, Africans had a great contribution as well. But does it fit the narrative of that these people had no contribution to the human story? It doesn't fit their narrative. So that's why there's it, always pushing. It, does, it doesn't make sense to say Africa didn't make any contribution to world history. I mean, like I heard in your tech talker presentation, mm-hmm. yes, the world of science today know 
our species started in Africa. Right. Okay. And if we believe that and we, we understand that every other civilizations in the, in the world were created by people who left Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, while they were traveling from the original spots where a species mm-hmm. evolved, they were doing things, building things, discovering dif- different things. Okay. Right. So uh, no one no one who is living today uh, will be alive if uh, those guys back then didn't do a good job of uh, propagating our, our species, you know? So, right. yeah. So it's, it's, it's like the what? The Sankofa, right? The Sankofa represents the bird to look back, go back and fetch it, right? Mm. And when you go back to fetch it, you find that all roots track back to Africa. Yeah. I said this in my TED talk. Yeah. I hate Whether that. you believe in uh, the Bible, which I believe in, I'm a firm believer in the Bible. Okay. That the Bible tells us that Egypt was the first world power. Mm. The yeah. First mega civilization. Now, let's not get this twisted. There was this, the kingdom of Nimrod, which we know about in ancient yeah. Babylon. Yeah. Before that, but it was not a mega civilization. Yeah, I, I understand that. Okay. Yeah. So, so you explain that for my audience. Yes. Yep. Yep. And as well as Mes- ancient Mesopotamia was not yep. a mega civilization. Yeah. So Egypt was what was the world power at that time. And out of that, all things spurred, spurred. All civilization came through that. Mm. So again, so whether we're talking biblically. We're talking scientifically with yep. Professor Lewis Leakey, finding the, the first human remains in East Africa. Or we're talking biology, whatever we're talking about here, we're still talking out of Africa. Yeah. So essentially, Africa is not just important to the black man. No, to everybody. Africa it, is important okay. to all people. Now, so th- this is that, what I this is what I say on, on this podcast. Yeah. Every human being, every human being is African. Yep. Okay. That's what, see, this is what, this is the core of, if I have any belief, this is the core of it. Mm-hmm. Every human being is African. Yes. Okay. That's where we started from. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter you're Chinese. You're European, you're Arab, whatever you are, your ancestors were Africans. So when we say these things and understand, the only Ivan Van Sertma once said, there's no difference in intellect when it comes to skin color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's absurd. It's an absurd way of thinking. People their bodies adapted to the environment. Yep. If you're in a colder region like Europe, Alaska, or one of those really cold, you're going to be lighter mm-hmm. and your body is going to need to produce more hair. Yeah. 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 Keep you warm. Yeah. 
if you're in the heat of Africa. You have less hair. You're going to have less hair. Yeah. More melanation. Yeah. Okay. It's it's needed to survive in those regions and your hair would be curlier. Yeah. Okay. So even in uh, the, the Bible refers to those of, of Kush, ancient Kush, to be the smooth skin ones. Mm. And still to this day, when we see our brothers and sisters from Sudan, we know they're from Sudan. Yeah. Smooth skin one. You can see, look at them and see. Yeah. Um, again, it's all about the diameter of the sun that makes people what they are and how they are. Yep. Okay. So you, you give, if you start to have children and produce children um, in colder regions, eventually they will adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the. Now, uh, now, now they will not be that their skin color may never change because mm-hmm. unlike in the past, we now live in houses. Exactly. <laughs> but, but keep this in mind, brother. Keep this in mind. Yeah. European uh, uh, Africans have produced all white babies. The, oh. the, the Eve gene can produce every human being on the planet. Good. The African woman has produced blonde haired, blue eyed children. They have produced albinos. They yep. have produced all. I have cousins. Types. Right. Yeah. So the, the thing is, that's important to know. But recessive cannot produce black. Mm. Dominant can produce all everything. Stuff. Everything. Recessive cannot produce. Recessive and recessive cannot produce dominant. Mm. Dominant and dominant can produce recessive. That's the thing about the, the African gene that's really strong, and many call it the Eve gene. Wow. Okay. This is, this is interesting. Uh, I hope my audience will get all, all this uh, because, see, many, many of my audience uh, do not understand some of these details, but... Uh, the reason I want you on here is because I want us to start thinking differently. Yeah. Okay. Getting new ideas and playing with them. When I say play, playing with them, okay, you hear something you don't really think is true. Well, read a book. So that's what I took it. Pick up a book, read, mm-hmm. and yeah. you get new ideas you don't think it's true, pick up another book, read. And maybe go and do some research. Yeah, maybe. and you also got to travel. Exactly. You have to have, you know, so many of my uh, our brothers and sisters in the diaspora have never been home. Mm. And you will never, there's an old saying, if you mm. don't know where you're from, you will not know where you're going. Mm. You need to know where you come from. You need to know the beauty of the history of where you're from. And this is not just for uh, Africans. Again, yeah. when I take time to go to these places back home, I tell you, my brother, I, I'm, I'm seeing Chinese. I'm seeing Europeans. Yeah. I'm seeing Arabs. I'm seeing these people on tours with me. Very seldomly do I see 
African American, my African American brothers and sisters on these tours. And it could be because you can't afford the tour. It could be um, you're not aware of the prices of the tour. It could be many different reasons why. But the the point that I'm, I'm making is we don't take the time to learn this information, travel, see, read as you research, study, yeah. speak to people uh, and speak to the common people of these areas who know the history. That's real important, too, because a lot of the, the oral traditions are still back home. Yeah. And they're 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 in relatively small villages these days, but you still can find these things. Oh, no. Uh, oh, wait, wait a minute. Villages are still there. Yeah. I come, I come from one. Exactly. And uh, if I go back to Nigeria, uh, I'll, I'll be there. The last time I was home, I went to my village. Uh, right. See, nowhere, no matter where we, if my uncle in Dallas or New York dies tomorrow, they are going to be buried back home. Exactly. Okay. See, they have houses, their own houses back home, and that's where they're, they're going to be buried. It doesn't matter where they are. In fact, I've told my, my daughters, if I die here, okay, maybe cre cremate me, but take my ashes back home. Yeah. So our villages are still intact. But yes, less people live there now nowadays, but then they're yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of people prefer the city life now yes, because yes, internet yes, yes. and uh you know <laughs> now, so and, and you know and, and and you know it's that's understandable, people trying to get up with the rest of the world mm. and you understand those things. But um the reality is, my brother, is that we have a lot of work to do with within the diaspora to yeah. continue to educate. You talked about science. I mean, you talked directly about the Benin Kingdom. Do you know that the binary codes that produce the computer, that can produce the tablet, that mm. produce the cell phones, come from ancient African rituals in Benin and Yoruba? Really? Oh yes. Oh yes. Tell I will, me about I that. will send you. I will send you some 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 good uh, information on that. Okay. It's, okay. It's, it's very deep. Um, I'm I'm still learning about it myself. Okay. And um. But I'm gonna send you some really good references on the binary codes. Okay. Yes, when you get a chance, and this is for the audience too. Yeah. Google African origins of binary codes. Binary codes were basically used as the same patterns to design the insides of the computer. Mm. Okay. It's 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 so deep. It's so deep for me to get into, but it's, it goes back to Africa again. A lot of the things that we see today. Go back to African spirituality, go back to African secrets, uh, go back to ancient Egypt, go back to ancient Kush. Yeah. A lot of these things track us right back to the very beginning. Even what is the book? What in the book of uh, John, I believe it says out of Egypt, I yeah. will call my son. Mm. So even, um, you know, out of Af Africa was a very, very important part. Yeah. Of, of of God manifesting his power okay uh, at that time to the first world power so you know it's 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 very important to know these histories 
to know how it connects with us in our life, whether it be science, whether it be biology, whether it yeah. be religious, whatever it may be. If we're going to move forward and be full, Kaba Cabernet tells me that we need to know the holistic point of view. Wow. We're never going to know everything. We're never going to. Exactly what I, I was just going to say. Yeah. We are never going to know everything about the past. But if you, um, Atlas Browder, which is the daughter of Dr. Anthony Browder, she said, if you start your history, um, if, you st if, if, if African history were a book of a thousand pages, slavery would be 999. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, this is what I will say. <laughs> this is what I will say. The transatlantic trade was minuscule, so small in the pages of African history. Mm -hmm. Now, most of that, those pages, we don't understand them or even can find them. Yeah. And a lot of them were ripped out. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. What are my, my, my point is this. Instead of us, okay, I'm talking about Africans in Africa, Africans in diaspora, focusing on this few pages of, on slavery. We have read a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. We have read a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Let's put them away. And well, well, and well, hold on and dig and dig into into the book and try to find some more substance to right. fill to fill all the 900, 990 pages mm -hmm. so that our, our our story will be fuller. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Instead of just focusing on, on these few pages that we know, we have read it enough of it. And we've read it over and over. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> I Let's think um, I think it's I think it's important. All of these episodes are important. Yeah. They are important. It's it's it does not need to be minimized because it no. is the current system that we are living in today. Okay. Right. So it is important to know that, but it's also important to know the whole picture as we talked about. Each episode of these pictures, we're not going to know every detail. Yeah. Okay. But it is important to say, my people built pyramids. My people built the Benin Wall. My people built the Abensinia Castle. My people built ancient, the civilization of ancient Kush would produce more pyramids than there are in Egypt. My civilization, my, my people built up, had one of the richest people ever, ever in life yeah. in Ansa Musa. Built countless temples and universities. My people traveled into Spain in civilized Spain, the Moors. My people traveled into South America and helped civilize that into the Omelette civilization. When you know all of these episodes and then you know the other things too. My people sold our brothers and sisters, our other people into slavery because you can't have 
just the good things. Okay. You have to have the whole picture. Okay. We did some things that were wrong. We subjugated other nations. We subjugated some of our own people. Some of our other people were sold into uh, sold into slavery. We call we colonized other civilizations as well. We did these things too. So you have to tell the whole picture. Okay. Yeah. You can't just tell the good one ones. part of the yeah. story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um I think again, but if you stay focused on just, you know, from 1619 down to the present day, you're missing out on exactly. thousands exactly. of years. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Documented accomplishment and success. Yeah. That's that's what I believe. Okay. Yeah. Now uh we're done with all that. Let's yeah. move forward and start thinking about what we need to do to run. What I'm currently doing, um, I my company is Ancient African Antiquities Research okay. Institute of America. Um, our goal is to restore, reclaim, and reveal mm. the the untold truth of the human story, Mama Africa. Um, it's important to know that African history is not just in Africa. Africans were in Asia. Africans were in Europe. Africans were in America. Everybody's African. Afri- Afri- everyone, Africans have been everywhere. Yeah. Africans. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a very important to restore, reclaim and reveal to the world. Okay. So by doing so, 2025, our goal is to start taking tours back home. Is to start. We want to. Our first tour is going to be the first mega civilization, Egypt. Okay. We want to start bringing groups throughout the diaspora and abroad the diaspora because the diaspora is bigger than we think. Yeah. We want to start bringing people back to Africa, talking about these things that we're talking about, but actually seeing what you're saying. Okay. Seeing these African sculptures, seeing the the how how you can closely connect ancient Egypt to other Africa. You know, there are pyramids in other different parts of Africa. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how did this knowledge spread? It spread from one part of Africa to another. Yep. As people dispersed, they brought knowledge to other areas. This history is very important to know. And it's something that you can't, once you know truth, you have a responsibility to sure. show it. To share, you know, so whether it be book writing, whether it be tours, whatever it may be, I've already, I'm already a best-selling author. I've already accomplished a TEDx talk speaker. Yeah. I'm going to continue doing my campaign tour of of educating on the miseducation of ancient Africa. And then I want to get on the ground level and start taking people back to Africa. And then our further, further goal is to build an African diaspora museum. Wow. Okay. So these are goals that I've set for the next 15 years. Yeah. To take the diaspora to another level, to educate, to bring history into its full context and not just see things from a European lens. Good. 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 See, this is good. So yeah. uh, what's what advice? would you give young Africans in Africa as mm-hmm. well as young Africans in the, in the diaspora? I think it's really important for us to start making the connection with each other. 
while we have this internet, while we have this cell phones and we have WhatsApp and we have uh, Clubhouse and we have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where you are literally a click of a button away from someone across, across the globe. Yeah. This is the first time in world history where people have been able to do that. Yep. You know, even when my father first came here, you had to have a calling card to call back home. You couldn't just call home. <laughs> and you had a you had a time limit that you had to talk to 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 mom or dad, you know, and, and that was it. Yeah. And then you're back to your life. You know, um, you had to mail out funds and hope that your money don't get stolen on the way. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. you know, you had, you know, post office to take it. <laughs> you got immigration that will take it. Yeah. You got so many things you how you got to hide it in the envelope and all of these different things, you know. All of these things. Now we have just a click of a button and we're talking to us. So this time it's called each one teach one. This is the era of each one teach one. We need to share information. Don't just say so narrow minded. Those on the continent, it's time to open up. It's time to reach out to your brothers in the diaspora. It's time to reach out to your brothers in UK, Canada, America, South America, China. Start to reach out, start to get connected. So you may be the person who makes the difference on the continent. As you connect with different people that are making moves in other places, they may be able to help you. Yeah. There's a brother I know, man, he's doing really well. He's actually, um, he's actually trying to, he's manufacturing chocolate in Ghana right now. Okay, that's good. And he has his own chocolate factory in Ghana produced by Africans. Do you know, my brother, how many Ghana, uh, people from Ghana who have never tasted chocolate farmers who farm for cocoa who never yeah. tasted chocolate who have never tasted coffee yep and it's a shame but these are the same people who are digging for it you know so uh shout out to that brother because he's doing really really well that's um, good brother that's Ujiba. good see uh, shout out to maybe him. maybe connect him to me so that uh I can talk to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll talk yeah. to Njimba. He's he's Good. really not a social media guy. Um, he's a he's an African American. Uh, he was he was his parents are both African. Okay, but he was he was raised born and raised here. Yeah. Um. So he decided to go back to the continent. That's and, good. That's very good. And uh, yeah. build up Ghana. Yeah. Yes, I I I like to talk to people like him. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, uh, Imano, mm-hmm. my last uh, question for you. What's your vision for Africa in the next 30 years? Well, my mission, as was mentioned before, is to bring people from the diaspora there. Um, As you well know, I don't get into the politics, particularly um, for the simple fact that they have their their hand in different places that I don't want to be. <laughs> um, but also, you know, um, I believe that it's really important. Education is is more important than political to politics to me. Mm. Politics sometimes can be played as a game. It could be a game of the wealthy uh, versus the poor. Yeah. And um, or the poor and the middle class. And it's not a game I'm into, but I am into uh, enlightenment. Okay. That's something that I want to help people who don't know to know the things and experience the things that I've experienced and, and, and to judge it for yourself. Yeah. Judge what you see for yourself. You know, um, 
There's a reason why it's important to, that Christ Jesus even said that we need to spread the ministry, you know, because in the end of the day, you have people who are ignorant because they yeah. just don't know. Yeah. So once we know, we have that responsibility to share with the people who want to know. It may not be for everybody. My brother, I can tell you all the hate mail that I've received for doing some work that I do. Wow. The, the racism, the hate mail, the the disrespect, uh, the different things, the, the, the uh, threats that I've dealt with just by saying ancient Egypt was a black African civilization. But at the end of the day, my father told me that before he passed that, you know, if you believe in truth, keep going. Mm. Keep going. If you know, if you trust your study, trust your research, and I gain confidence by collaborating with other historians like myself. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about, you know, it's not always about skin color. Yeah. I have I have white allies, white brothers and sisters that are on the same wavelength as me. They believe the same thing as me. They fight just as hard as me uh, on African history. And yeah. uh, it's it's a beautiful thing because yeah. it's it's our common. It's the thing we all have in common is yeah. Africa. Yeah. Yeah, that's what connects that's us true. all. So yeah. if we if we use that, um, we'll definitely see more progress. In very, this world. very, very good. Very good. Now, I would say this. The last thing I would say, and I want you to take it away. Mm -hmm. Maybe just maybe. The people who are fighting are not fighting just to deny a civilization like Egypt mm -hmm. to be named a black civilization, but they, they just don't know. And the information they mm. gathered doesn't support that. Yeah. Okay. Because I know for a fact there are so many things that other people are fighting to rectify in other spaces in terms of ecology and other things. So maybe, just maybe. Yeah. And, and you're right. Miseducation has played a big part. Yeah. Okay. So in order for uh, Eurocentrism to be the dominant uh, curriculum that we have today, everybody has to be miseducated. Okay. Black folks, white folks, Chinese folks, Asian, Arabs, whatever you want to say, Latinos, everybody has to be miseducated in order for this to happen. So this is the, the, the issue that we're facing. The issue that we're facing is you're battling this whole system. People who have PhDs, master degrees, built their whole lives on off, of, yeah. off of off no, off of a lot of deceptions. Okay, maybe maybe we don't say of a lie, but ignorance. I would say some of it is ignorance and some of it is deliberate. Okay, so let's. I mean, you can if you go to Egypt yourself. Yeah. You 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 look at the black sculptures there. You can see that these people were African. It's 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 irrefutable evidence. If you go down to the southern part of Egypt, you'll see that these are the descendants of these ancient people. These people are black. Yeah. So it's very important 
that again, traveling and, and, and studying to show yourself prove yeah. as well. But like you say, some of it is ignorance. Okay. These things have been passed down, you know, but and again, um, some of it is willful ignorance as well. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Imano, thank you. Thank you very much for being a great thank guest you. of Think Big for Africa podcast. Thank you, All my right. brother. Take, take care. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.